things are going to start happening to me now. You've done all the reading. You're a scholar. You're a professor. You've done all the reading. You've done the intellectual heavy lifting. Carlos, he shouldn't die. You wouldn't know a fact if it begged you all night long. Wanna like, um, you know, give the wrong impression because I am, I I am very high. Fucking ran up behind him with a hatchet. Smash, smash, smash. Yeah, care. I'm a libertarian. What I'm getting is. Did why? you vote for Judge Jorgensen or Trump? Who? That's Joe the, Jorgensen. That was the perfect answer. Thank you. <laughs> that was and welcome, everybody, to the Libertarian Podcast Review. This is Tyler Yonke. It's a Friday, episode 143. Uh, look, there's. Did I prepare? Kind of. Uh, I have clips. I have some things ready to go. I, I asked Andy to join us, but he he's not for some reason. And then Dickie, of course, is like chiming. Hey, send me the link. And should I? <laughs> at this point, I don't think I'm going to do that. Uh, welcome, everybody. And thank you once again for joining. Oh, look at that. We've got a bunch of people in there. A um, bunch of people in there saying hi to each other. Wait, wait. Hold on, folks. It looks like we may have a guest coming on. So uh, as soon as he joins up and he gets everything going, hello, how you doing? What's up? Reporting live from the tunnels. Yeah, how are the tunnels treating you? Oh, you know, fair to Midland. <laughs> okay. Uh, what Are you, you going to stick around tonight or what's going on? No, I'm still at work right now. You know, digging these tunnels is hard work. And, uh, you know, we got a lot of... A lot of traffic going in and out, lots of ins, lots of outs, a lot of what have you. Right. Okay. Well, um, so I'm going to do a, I'm going to do some clip stuff here. Uh, do you want me to just leave you in there? You want to talk a little bit? What's, what's, <laughs> what's your plan uh, as we, as we start this off? Well, see, when you have a plan, that's when things start going awry. So I don't have a plan. All right. Okay. Well, I guess, I guess we'll leave you there. And I'm going to play a few things out and then uh, and I'm going to do some. So here's the plan, everybody. Okay. Andy's going to be in and out because he's like that. That's He's just like the tunnels. Um, I'm going to <laughs> <clears throat> I'm going to read a few um, listener, viewer uh, e email, uh, comments from last week. We're going to do that. Uh, I'm going to do uh, then play some clips here of just random shit. I ha Look, this is what the problem you have right now is um, I... I'm not getting into any podcasts and I'm like, I want to branch out and play clips of other shows, but they're not interesting to me. So what am I going to do, Andy? And, and by the I way, gotta, it would be fun to just have a show, but you don't fucking show up. No show Jones, baby. Um, I did get a shout out on a podcast. I won a Gluey award over on timeline earth. Okay. I need, I, you know what? That's a, that's a show I've listened to and then I, I don't really turn tune into it. So maybe I should uh, go back to that one. What do you think? Play some clips from them. Do they really shout know out? My... To, shout out to Car Campit, uh, Paz, Aaron, all them guys. Good, good folks over there. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Forrest Mommy says uh, she's lost interest in podcasts this year, spe specifically political ones. Same here. And you know, we talked about this uh, kind of on, 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 I don't know, with Steve and a few other people about like. I still like to like feature stuff and to play clips. And I think clip shows are great. 
Um, but for the most part, I, I, it's like, I want humor. I want conversation. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't know, man. I'm, I don't know. Do we have any clips from the uh, congressional hearing on fentanyl this evening? Uh, yeah, yeah. Before you go, maybe we should start with that one. Uh, you want to do that? Yeah. Give me, give me like five minutes and you can start it. <laughs> okay. So, uh, it's ready to go, but we'll, we'll take it off there. So uh, until then, um, let me, let me do a few. Well, there's <laughs> okay. Uh, what do you, do you want me to just start the show? Start the show. I got to go uh, lock some things up if you get catch my drift. Okay. Right. He's got to go to the bathroom. That's what he's saying. Oh, wait. He's saying something. What is that? I said I got to chain a few things to this radiator down here. Oh, okay. All and, right. uh, <laughs> we're bringing in a new high chair. So right. hang well, tight. Well, well, good luck. All right. We'll talk to you. We'll talk to you later. Okay. Uh, before we get going, I, I thought I would uh, look. This was someone uh, played uh, a Liberty Lock down clint russell um he plays you know like comments and stuff people give him ratings and we had boy this one. and this says five stars my favorite podcast i originally found this podcast through another favorite libertarian podcast review with tyler janky i'm so grateful that i did many times i feel like it's me against the world as far as my viewpoints are concerned and it is amazing listening to somebody who views the world in such an intelligent way and is able to articulate it so succinctly clint has been awesome for my ability to spread ideas by sharing and listening with others in my inner circle thanks again for what you do i subscribed on twitter and will continue to support you i very much appreciate the resource you're providing well thank you so much jessica there you go. So that was, that was a shout out I got on Clint's show. Uh, that, by the way, if you go to Clint's show, <laughs> Liberty Lockdown, uh, you could you can subscribe to his stuff. He's been doing pretty good things. I, I, I don't have, maybe I do have, I'll see if I'll have the clip here. He had a guy on talking about the Las Vegas shooting. And there were things on there that I had never heard before. It was fantastic. He had Taylor, someone else on his show, talking about the shooting and uh, the, the January 6th stuff. And he was right there. He took the, the photo, the video of Ashley Babbitt getting shot. He contends that she was trying to, it's, it's a little odd though. She was trying to help the security guys. She's a former like military police. And so she was trying to help quell the, 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 the crowd. And she was actually trying to help the police officer that shot her dead. So interesting, um, interesting fact, uh, if, if true there. Uh, we have a clip here of uh, Toad. Uh, maybe you know him um, from Better Off Dead. Using your name and bid it against the Harlem Globetrotters? Uh, I thought the generals were due. He's spinning the ball on his finger. Just take it. Take the ball. That game was fixed. <laughs> there you go. So that's, that's, that's Toad uh, on betting, and there you go. Um, let's start off here. I want to go to... Uh, let's do some reader. First of all, we'll start here with Fox and Sons Coffee. I'm a proud uh, drinker of their coffee. Go check them out at foxandsons.com. Use the code REVIEW, and you actually get 18% off of orders of $25 or more. Um, I talked to Steve a few weeks ago. We talked all about coffee. I think it's uh, it's a good show. It's fun. Uh, fun. It was a fun fun show to talk about and to do. Uh, I brewed some coffee. I, I I should get some decaf. Oh, by the way, he's coming out with a new half-calf. Half-caffeine, I guess, half-decaf. And he wants a name for it. So if you guys have a, a name for a half-calf, 
maybe mulatto. That's be a name for what's a, what's like a half breed for coffee. Uh, come up with it and I'll refer him over to the name and maybe we'll get a name for this coffee uh, and we'll name it after maybe uh, LPR mulatto or something. Um, what's the best type of co- <laughs> for a coffee? And <laughs> wait, that's an LPR reviewer. Someone's. <laughs> Uh, hey, that was me. Yeah, that was you. Uh, so what's the best type for a coffee enema? I don't know. I've had this tea. It's called smooth, smooth move. When you get a little older, sometimes you need tea like this. And it it's like a, a natural enema. Um, so oh, someone said, I made that joke a month ago. <laughs> okay, JC, uh, we'll give it to you. Uh, welcome, LPR reviewer. Wow, uh, I feel like Toad. Uh, he gets some crazy. By the way, I, I, I do the producing for the the tower gang so if you're if you found us from there that's great if you find tower gang from me that's great um and by by the way the the group chat of the tower gang production is is almost the i i would do this for i would get beat up i would get flogged and still just to be able to witness the brutality in that group chat is is uh is phenomenal anyway so there you go um, so last week I, I did a show with Brian McWilliams. We talked about the Harvard situation, the gay lady getting canned and with her getting canned, I had a little bit of a different perspective on it. And, um, I, by the way, it was, it's fascinating. We listened to my wife and I listened to these guys. It's called Armstrong and Getty They're They pose themselves as libertarian. They're, they're liking about 15 different markets across the U.S., a bunch here in the Northern California. So they're a decent radio show in the morning. And I've always enjoyed them. And her, he and I, she and I enjoy them. They're, they're conservatarian type, I would say. Um, but they have really been going off on this, uh, you know, the Claudia Gay. And they're, they're more of the Zionist style. And my wife said this morning, because I started talking about it again, she's like, why, why do these guys care so much about these elite universities? I get where you work about and you're concerned about the education and the wokeness in there, but they are just all up in arms about the elite university. Who cares? And I'm like, exactly. My wife's brilliant. Um, she's like, let them burn it down. And I'm like, hey, that's that's exactly the way. Oh, we got Netanyahu guy back here. Um, what's up? I'm just, I'm listening. Go go uh, on. I got I got a question to ask you about substantive due process here in a minute, but we'll hold off on that for now. Okay, so I'll go back to uh, let's see. Uh, no, I want to I want to bring this up. There we go. Just chime in when you want. But you're not on the screen. Okay, I don't know if you guys can even see this. <clears throat> so here's what she said. Uh, I got this one. I know there was one of them got removed, but it said one thing. Yeah, this one posted up. I got an email about it because you can. This is my email screenshot. Um, but it got removed. So either she removed it or something. So she goes, Federica Cavicchio. One thing is freedom of speech. Another is call to action, which happened in many of the pro pals, but effectively pro Hamas protests. Okay. That, that, once again, you're just already signaling that you can't differentiate between that. And by the way, I talked about how I, I wouldn't want to hang out with these people either, but it doesn't mean that they're, they're pro Hamas. That's just a suit, stupid daily wire um, way to take it. Harvard was, is okay with the pro pals crowd and their verbal and physical assault on campus because it fits in their intersectional agenda. Uh, Gay defending these actions as free speech when they are at the bottom of free speech among all universities in the USA is despicable. She was already famous in academia for only being a token DEI. 
With only 10 middling papers, it's hard to get tenure, not to mention becoming the president of Harvard. The plagiarism for me is the only cherry on top of this story. Okay, so it really is about Jews for, for her, uh, or this person here. And, uh, and I, that's fine, uh, but you're not really for free speech. You're for um, taking out this person. What's that? You're still there? Yeah, I'm still here. She's not for free, free speech. She's for gay sex. <laughs> I don't I, know. One, I am, you know, I am team gay all the way. They, having a black woman as the president of Harvard was the best thing that ever happened in this country. And, you know, we should be thankful. My, my point with Brian was like, uh, wh- why do... Why are the conservatives, once again, they are trying to conserve the liberal institutions is really what they're trying to do here. Just let this thing burn down. Who cares? Who cares about Harvard? A matter of fact, make it be a stigma. If you think from both sides, right? I'm just like, I I think they're pathetic um, because they don't have free speech and then they're selective. And then the right, just you should just let it go torch itself. Who cares? Well, what are they conserving? Gay sex. Right. Um, and we know the quickest way to get gay sex is either by hook or by crook. And that's a Jewish man or a black woman. Well, you're coming right out with the racial stuff. So uh, <laughs> uh, Lincoln, Lincoln says uh, radio shows still exist. <laughs> yeah, they do. They, By the way, they have a podcast as well. So you're good there. No, but these oh. uh, conservatives, you know, they're the, they're the same Republicans from the 1860s. Same thing. Same red Republicans. <laughs> Right. And let me see here. So there was something else I wanted to say. Uh, Harvard was, is okay with the pro-pow pat, but their verbal and physical assaults on campus because it fits their intersexual uh, narrative agenda. So that's the problem I have. It's like, oh, so we're, we're now so concerned about, and by the way, physical, I doubt it. You're, you're looking for safe spaces for rich um, elite kids. That's that's what the conservatives are all up in arms about. Great, that's that's perfect. Nothing. Okay. Um, here's the next one. Uh, I'll read this one here for you as well. Uh, what is so wrong about Daily Wire selling chocolate? <laughs> <laughs> is this a comment we got? Yeah, because I don't know if you listened to last week's with Brian McWilliams, but I was like, um, it's so typical of the. Uh, of the you know the daily wire type of crowd they take these issues on and they 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 take the thing that's really not important and they accentuate it they scare the crowd and then they capitalize on it which is fine but just understand what it is so i made a joke about daily wire and their chocolate um it is hardly unusual to sell things on on a youtube channel they have a lot of expense also the salaries must be high this is capitalism why are you criticizing them I would like to know, since I enjoy Matt Walsh a lot, and he has done so much to expose the exploitation and sexualization of children. He has prevented sex change surgeries from taking place and has outed the criminals behind it. His documentary, What is a Woman, is excellent. Well, I don't. it's, it's uh, Jeremy's chocolate. I don't think it's uh, Matt Walsh's chocolate. But like I said, they, he, he did one thing, but then he does take a lot of other issues and he makes them, it's, it's the scare panic, you know, of, that we have of everything. Uh, and then they, <laughs> they sell you uh, Patriot foam. They sell you Daily Wire chocolate. They try to make a movie studio. They do a trans, uh, anti-trans movie, and none of it is, is quality or good. So uh, not Ron 2.0 said, I would buy Daily Wire chocolate if it was made with uh, Abishamiro milk. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. That's, that's a fair point. Yeah. I, but, uh, I, 
And they somehow the way, managed to make a chocolate bar gayer than the one that they were trying to criticize. <laughs> right. And I don't have a problem at all with them uh, grifting and doing that. Just understand what it is. And when you're taking my, my parents' uh, hard-earned <laughs> retirement money, that's my uh, problem with it. Uh, Lincoln says the Gailey Wire. Yeah, I, I believe you're correct. Okay. Um, did we get any other... No, I saw a lot. clip floating around of a uh, bobbleheaded Pajit Vivek Ramaswamy, the PP stretching street shitter, on Dave Smith's show, saying that he would make Malay look like a moderate. Yeah, so, he's, he's stupid. I mean, no, he, he's actually a really smart guy, but he's not going to make uh, Malay look like a moderate. But speaking of people, you know, taking grandparents' retirement money, uh, he's going to turn the White House into a call center. So. <laughs> Uh, I, I actually don't have, uh, I think he, he, to me is more interesting than, um, than a lot of them there, but, uh, whatever. Uh, let me, let me play this. Speaking of Abby Shapiro, here's a, here's a clip throwback, uh, from, uh, you, I know you're a big fan of this guy. Um, Owen Benjamin, he was once on, um, Tom Woods show. Stupider and stupider and crazier things. Yeah. I, I was, uh, telling somebody or I was tweeting or something about, I was like, 20 years ago, Ben Shapiro would just be a normal, nerdy conservative. I'm like, and I love Ben Shapiro. He's one of my like favorite podcasts. It's like, there you go. What do you think of that? Okay. Andy doesn't think much about it. Uh, that's Ben. That's uh, Owen Benjamin talking about his his praise for. Uh, here, I'll, I'll unmute you. They chose to mute themselves. Okay. Well, there you. And Andy's gone. So I always uh, I think that's a that's a humorous clip. Speaking of uh, clips, we're going to play one more here. This is Tom Woods and Dave Smith. Deep state. There you go. You know, when push came to shove, he was on their side. I thought, oh, OK, well, that's a that's a step too far, Murray. But now I think, boy, how naive I was. Nothing's a step too far for these people. But here's another thing about Buckley. He's one of these people who had second thoughts about the war in Iraq. You know, the sophisticated people. They all were part of the, 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 the herd mentality, the group think, we have to go wage this war. But then the, the sophisticated ones, had, but, well, I, I've had second thoughts, and so perhaps we shouldn't have done this the way we did. Yeah. But you know what? I'm not saying you have to be infallible, but the war in Iraq was one of the dumbest, I mean, dumbest as being extremely charitable things of the 21st century or in all of American history, really. So I'm kind of more interested in not your second thoughts, but your first thoughts, especially if you're the leader of the movement and you're supposed to be really smart, intellectual. You couldn't see what a, a dummy in second grade could see. That's a problem. And so that's that to me is one of the problems with Ben Shapiro is that his first thoughts are all are, are I will say they're always wrong, but on key things, his first instincts are wrong. So the Nicholas Sandman thing from that that uh, Covington Catholic mm -hmm. high school where th there was that native american drummer who was just trying to make peace and what and none of that was true you saw the context of it this guy was a creep and there there were black nationalists who were denouncing native americans right within earshot of him he couldn't care less meanwhile there's a group of catholic, catholic high school students he's going to go intimidate them anyway uh, ben shapiro's first instinct was to attack Nicholas Sandman and, and, and let, you know, in effect, let the left know, look, I'm respectable and I wouldn't, if I had been there, I would yeah. have made sure. Yeah, so that was his instinct. His instincts on COVID were not initially good. So oh, on horrible. things where we want you to be good right off the bat, he's not good. So in that way. Okay, uh, Andy, I had that clip because um, I thought that was an interesting 
uh, interview and, and that part talking about instincts and it is exactly my point on RFK Jr. His instincts initially have been uh, hoarded on many, many topics. And um, he, uh, right now, by the way, I think he's coming to California for the LP, <laughs> LP national or the LP uh, convention for the state of California. Uh, and, and the Mises caucus probably is the one that, that invited him out here. And um, he's going to get some pushback on that. Um, what do you think of either one of those? Or do you, are, are you still muted? Okay. Uh, LPR reviewer says, um, Tom Woods looks like he could be Toad's dad. Uh, interestingly, Toad has a Twitter account called Tom Weeds. Uh, he's like, anyway, uh, what do you think, Andy? Did you listen to the quote? What do you think about, um, RFK Jr. and all, and, and Shapiro yeah. and those guys and their initial it's instincts? Kyle, RFK Jr., their initial instincts. Uh, what? What can you say that hasn't already been, you know? Uh, these are two wonderful people, but, you know, if they weren't wrong about everything right off the rip, something was up. But, uh, you know, maybe they're not a controlled opposition after. Okay, your, your, your volume thing is really bad, so maybe come in and out, and um, we'll come back to you at some point. So, yeah, yikes. Okay, I'm going to keep on going. Look, um, this is, uh, I found this um, podcast, I caught about 10% of that. <laughs> I, I think what he said is Tyler's right. Okay, LPR reviewer. I, just, just be honest here. Um, I'm going to play a um, clip here of the fentanyl thing, Andy. So here we go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. Uh, you're welcome that I'm going to uh, do this. This is a guy called Jelly Roll. Never heard of him in my life, but I'm going to speed him up to 1.25. Um, but he looks like uh, like he's been through a few things in life. He testified uh, to Congress. So here it is. I'd like to come back to, 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 to you, Mr. DeFord, and your experiences here. Here in D.C., I think there's often a disconnect between what's happening in the bubble of Washington and what American citizens are actually experiencing across the country. I think your, your unique experience can help bridge that divide. I was very touched by your opening remarks, and in particular, your comments about addressing the demand for fentanyl as well as the supply. We're here talking about a bill that addresses the supply, but I would love to get your perspective on how we might address the demand. I know you've thought a great deal about this. Yeah, it's, uh, first of all, it's incredible to uh, meet you, Mr. Haggerty, uh, Senator Haggerty. Um, being a Tennessean, I am uh, very, very respectful of all that you've done for our state. Not only do we have the second biggest mortality rate in Nashville, actually it was the second dangerous, most dangerous, deadly metropolis in America for fentanyl behind Baltimore. I had a meeting with our mayor about it recently, and um, just to the actual demand of it, I think there's not a proper education about it. I don't think there's enough resources for people to learn about it. There's not enough affordable rehabilitation centers in the state of Tennessee. These are all things I'd love to talk about. I think we're scheduled to hang out with each other soon anyways, yeah. and uh, I would love to discuss with you, but I am... Um, I, I have a I, I live in a very juxtaposition here where I understand the drug dealer and the addict because I have played the position of both and uh, unrelated. But to Mr. Kennedy's point, I agree with you, Ms. Uh, Senator Kennedy. I believe that chart is about as ass backwards as it could be. Excuse my language. Um, but Mr. Haggerty, I thank you for asking. And I just I only said that I see this bill as truly helping stop the supply. But as always, the problem with Capitol Hill is that's a bunch of y'all in here fighting to fix half the problem. And we do have a whole problem here, Senator Haggerty. Well, I look forward to continuing our discussion about that when we meet together later today. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. I'm excited. Um, there you go. He's excited. Uh, Andy, what do you uh, what do you think about that? When I first saw that clip, I didn't catch the part of him talking about the demand. So that makes a little bit more sense now. But he is, does sound like he, you know, he's just there wanting more money for his personal pet projects. But, you know, where, uh, Jelly Roll is a good good old classic fat 
wigger, you know, and uh, got to hand it to him. When's the last time you saw someone with face tattoos in the Hall of Congress not getting railed on uh, on video, on tape? Doesn't AOC have face tattoos? No, that she doesn't. Um, I, I would <laughs> I would like to see that. Uh, yeah, those are. Uh, what do you think about face tattoos? What's what's your st- <laughs> what's your stance on face tattoos? I'm very pro face tattoo. <laughs> I had never okay. thought about this till just now, but <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm leaning pro face tattoo. I think more people should have them. Okay, why is that? It, your boyfriend's name on your head? Uh, what's the? Just whatever you can put whatever up there. Um, you know, I think it's you know. Get a no daily wire chocolate bar tattooed on your forehead. All right. Trying to connect your device. Uh, so I don't know a lot, but I, there is a, it's a two hour thing. If you want to do a watch long sometime, Andy, uh, we should do the watch long with this. Cause I thought, I think it would be an interesting, um, you know, we've done that before with, uh, what would be great is if, uh, F- <laughs> Fetterman was running this, uh, this thing, this whole congressional hearing. I know he's a senator, so it's not going to happen. But remember, we watched uh, Fetterman doing a Senate hearing on food, and this one would be on fentanyl. Um, it's it is a little crazy because it's a bill that's going to do nothing but give money to uh, outreach programs that just suck it in themselves, and you're not going to solve the problem. You're not going to solve it through government. So um, interesting that. Uh, Jelly Jellyfuck is out there doing this, but um, that's just, it's just not going to happen there, buddy. Um, okay. I want to play another clip here. This one, and, and you know, we've, we've done, we've done a few things uh, recently uh, about, about Israel, about the Jews and whatnot, but I think this is a, a really good, and, and then I'm going to kind of back off on it because uh, I've kind of had enough uh, personally. Uh, but I thought this was uh, an interesting thing that um, uh, he, he keeps coming back in. Um, an interesting um, segment that Thaddeus Russell had this Jewish guy, Rabbi Yaakov Shapiro, and he talked about uh, categorizing the uh, Jews specifically. And I think that if we, this is a problem, there's too many, there's too many Jews out there. No, there's too many people that identify as such. And then they, um, I think it muddies things up. Right. And we're going to play another clip here of Elijah Schaefer's thing. And it, he also has a guy on there and he talks about it, how it's a genetic thing. This guy says no can do. It's not just genetics. Um, Okay, I got you back in here, Andy. But I'm gonna um, I'm gonna play this uh, this little clip here. So let me know if you want to chime in or no. All right. I, it's it's a few minutes uh, of, of this this chit chat. So um, here we go. Jews I talked about growing up with who were anti-Zionist, etc. 100% secular. And so maybe maybe I shouldn't be calling myself a quarter Jewish. Well, what does it mean? Right. About, let's not talk about whether you should or shouldn't. Let's just, right. I just want to understand what you mean when you say you're quarter Jewish. Right. So what it is, is my father, um, his family was all Mormons in the Midwest, right? Mm-hmm. And he rejected Mormonism entirely, became an atheist. Um, I mean, cursed Mormonism. And so I was raised in it as an atheist. Um, and But he would say, and his brothers and sisters would say, we are ethnic Mormons, right? We don't, we don't believe in the... <laughs> In the Book of Mormon, we don't believe in the tenets of Mormon as, Mormonism as a religion, mm-hmm. but we still consider ourselves to be Mormons ethnically, which is very close to a, a racial category, I think, right up against it. And I think that 
is why I say, and people like me say, that we are a quarter Jewish or half a Jewish. It has become, I think, a racial category. Okay, and, these, I'm sorry, these Jews, the 25% Jews in your bloodline, what religion do they practice, if any? I mean, I don't know about the ones who were in Russia, but I mean, I know that none of them in the United States for the last 100 plus years have practiced any religion. Let's assume they would want to practice a religion, and let's assume the religion they would want to practice is Christianity or Islam, or perhaps um, they wanted to be Mormons. Would you be Jewish, a quarter Jewish by ethnicity, and the Jews in your family would be practicing Christianity by religion? Right. Um, Did you have a hair of any such thing? Hmm. <laughs> like, why yeah, not? I mean, I, yeah, it's, this is one of the things that was so shocking to me about what you've been saying, is that I realized, no, I don't actually have any legitimate claim to being Jewish at all, nor do my family. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I... I, I your argument, right, is that it's a religion, and that's how you... My, my argument is that anything other than a religion doesn't make any logical sense. And by process of elimination, it must be a religion. Second argument is that historically, it developed, became, came to existence as a religion. But the first argument, that nothing else makes any logical sense. And I'm not uh, talking about opinions. I'm simply asking... If you say you're quarter Jewish now, to say you're 20, you wouldn't be able to say you're 25% Christian or 25% Muslim or 25% a certain religion and 75% another. That wouldn't make any sense, especially since you're not practicing, right? <laughs> since your grandfather, let's say, would practice um, Buddhism, you wouldn't say, well, I'm 25% Buddhist. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and yet you would say you're 25% Jewish, which means necessarily that <laughs> being Jewish has nothing to do with a religion, right? Mm -hmm. But if that's the case, then uh, what does it have to do with? Well, you say ethnicity or race or something like that, whatever you want to say. My question is, uh, can you have somebody who's Jewish and who's Christian? Any ethnicity or race, uh, the person of any ethnicity or race can practice any religion they like. Uh, you can practice Christianity, Buddhism, Hinduism, uh, whatever, right? Can a person be Jewish by ethnicity or by race or by, by anything you want mm -hmm. other than religion? Can a person be one quarter Jewish and those 25% of Jews were Christians? Right. Would that make sense? Your argument is pretty much unassailable, except for this. And I think mm -hmm. that I think the reason that I and many people like um, I uh, were told this about ourselves had a lot to do with the fact that we were born after World War II in America. And for me and many like me, uh, you know, born to liberals or leftists um, who had very strong feelings about the Holocaust. Um, and I think actually wanted, wanted to identify with the victims of the Holocaust. And so the fact that the Nazis and the, and the Cossacks in Russia, who attacked my family, presumably, um, did not distinguish between religious Jews and non-religious Jews when they were killing them, told people in my family and people in my world generally that, oh, yeah, we're, at, we're Jews, too, because we would have been killed as well. Okay, so first, what you're saying is that Hitler is the rabbi that gets to determine who's a Jew. That is literally the most anti-Semitic thing I could think of, <laughs> that the definition of a Jew, yes. Jewish identity is determined by Adolf Hitler. I literally cannot think of anything more anti-Semitic than that. But let's forget about anti-Semitic now. Let's just talk about the logic of it. Mm -hmm. Hitler would kill somebody if their father's father was Jewish, mm -hmm. even though their mother was not, and their mother's father was not. According to Jewish law, as you're uh, aware, such a person is not Jewish. So would we say that we Jews should change our idea of who's Jewish by law because Hitler decided these people are Jewish? It's not a question of religious or non-religious. Hitler decided who's a Jew and who's not a Jew, and his definition of a Jew is racial. 
as opposed to religious. And indeed, according to Hitler, if you are Jewish by race, you could practice Christianity. And there were Jews who had converted to Christianity and Hitler killed them too. So by your definition, the answer must be yes, a Jew can practice Christianity and a Jew can practice Mormonism and a Jew can practice Buddhism. Are you willing to take that position? If you're not, then you're being inconsistent with your idea, with your claim that your Jewishness is based on Hitler's definition thereof. Okay. I, I, I encourage you to go check this out because I, I've listened to it a few times and I think it's a fascinating thing. And, and, and by the way, we're not going to get this guy's point of view uh, out there, but I think it would be helpful because uh, then you can start disassociating yourself from and I think a lot of it. And when I went through the ADL, the, the Leo Frank case, and you really see what came out of there, there was a lot of, you know, right after that was 1913. And then, you know, shortly thereafter, it's the, uh, you know, in the 1930s and 40s, which we, we know about, um, there was a, a lot of uh, wanting to be victims. And yet you have a lot of, we just talked about that with the Harvard thing, a lot of these privileged kids, uh, and it is so incumbent on them to be a victim at Harvard that it's uh, it's it's baffling to me, actually. Um, but with that in mind, with that in mind, I, there was uh, this debate last night. I'm not going to play very much of this, and then we'll go on to some other stuff. Um, and it was a debate uh, uh Schaefer, uh, Elijah Schaefer had and had Gavin McGinnis, this guy, Adam King, Nick Fuentes and uh, some Vincent, someone else. And, and I've listened to some of it and I'm going to watch the whole thing and maybe do some clips of that. But with that, what we just heard about this guy, this rabbi talking about how it's not an ethnicity. It's a, it's an you could convert. Right. If you can, can you, you can't convert your ethnicity. Right. But yet this is a guy that um, listen to, the, to what he says. Let's just double check here. Let's take the volume all the way is what is a, a Jew? Here, Let's go ahead and start with Adam, since Adam identifies as Jewish. I think we should go uh, ask a trans person what transgenderism is. Adam, what's a Jew? Well, I don't only just identify as a Jew. I actually am a Jew. Uh, we have our own genetic uh, ancestral lineage. Jews are the ones who are descended of the people from the Bible. And um, my ancestors were uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and their descendants. My family goes through uh, the tribe of Judah, and that's what is a Jew. A Jew is a person from the tribe of Judah, and it's that simple. All right. Uh, by the way, it, he, that guy was a little crazy. Um he also later on he kept talking about and this let's see if i can put this back up here um at the screen so let's go back up just here so he's got the big american flag behind him and he kept talking about this this issue in gaza he had lived in gaza he had had a house there and then now he's hoping that everyone around there is killed to the point where he can go back uh but he kept saying us and he was explicit on saying us when he's referring to israel but he has this American flag behind him. <laughs> so th these, th they want to claim genetics, they want to claim religion, and then they want to claim uh, one country, and they want to claim another country. When I say they, I mean him. Scary, uh, weird stuff. But there you go. Okay, speaking of, uh, let's <laughs> bring these two uh, uh, ethnic uh, people on. And um, Ashley St. Clair was on with Michael Malice, and um, let's just see, I'll go as far as I can until I can't handle it anymore. Um, this I'll let that be your welcome for the next hour. We have with us a special returning guest, Ashley St. Clair. She's the author of Elephants Are Not Birds, 
a great book for kids. And she's also been a big troublemaker on social media of late. And Ash, I've got like four topics that I want to talk to you about, and I really want to make sure we get through them all. So we're going to do be a little fun about this. I wrote them down. Pick a number between one and four. Three. And I'm done. I, three. What is that? Fran Drescher? <laughs> Give me a break. Are uh, you going to play the part where Gavin rage quits? I have a clip of that. Yeah. So let's uh, let's do this. Uh, so look, some people, let's, I didn't get to talk about this, but he was talking about uh, yeah, I'd never heard about ethnic Mormons before. Uh, you, uh, loads of honey said uh, ethnic Mormons don't exist. I'd never heard that, but I think I think what he was saying there, and, and kind of getting to the point of it's ridiculous. There was a, an identity of, and by the way, this happens with a lot of religions, right? It's just passed down, and you are this, and it's very hard to break out of a religion that your family. Your, all your community basically is involved in, and if you feel like it's something you're not part of anymore and you want to, it, that's, that's really tough to, to do. Um, so I, I get what he's saying there, and it's, it's, it is a community, but it's not an ethnicity, okay, a genetic part. Um, Force Mommy said the rabbi got shifty eyes. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's a bit, but um, pick one of the two. Who are you letting watch your kids? I don't know what that was referring to, but it sounds uh, anti-Semitic. <laughs> from Lincoln, uh, Thaddeus is an ethno pedophile. From Magoo, I I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> look, I I, I interviewed him. Uh, fine, uh, he didn't retweet any of my stuff or follow me back. He did come into my DMs and say some really nice things about me uh, as far as the review I did in his show, and I was appreciative of him coming on my podcast to uh, to talk. And and by the way, I really enjoyed that. I know those the things, and I've been over the debates about his the age of consent things, and I know where he goes on that. Um, I don't know if that's technically a pedophile and I don't really need to get into it. Uh, I think it's more of the, uh, Romeo and Juliet type of law things that he has a problem with, which I do. I do. I, I get that. I guess. I guess. Okay. Uh, so enough with Ashley St. Clair. Yeah. Malice had her and then he had, um, I did want to play that. You, you know, someone just put in here about the clip of the rage quitting. Yeah, I had that. And so let's try to find that. Um, I did, uh, where is it? There we go. I did find it. All right. We'll 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 bring that one up. This is the other guy, Vincent, I think is, is his name. I'm not quite sure uh, for the, the show that they were debating there last night. Okay, so this is uh, 40 seconds. Uh, yeah, Vince is his name. Um, so check this. And by the way, so the problem I had with this debate, it's, it's hardcore Catholic, hardcore. It's, it's like a Catholic Jewish thing. I'm not Jewish. I'm not Catholic. I kind of have no offense, uh, some disdain for all of them. Uh, but here we go. If you were given the choice or you, you had to get rid of one religion and it was Islam or Catholicism, which one would you get rid of? Catholicism. What? <laughs> yeah, of course. What do you think? Who do you think you're talking? You're you're on the debate wanna, stage with you guys Gavin. Have this is what we've been trying to tell you for a long time, Gavin. Gavin, let's talk about it. Let's really talk about this <laughs> issue. Gavin, Gavin, come I on. Have, I have. A don't very be like strong, that. Yeah, I'm out. I don't here. think that the Vatican <laughs> represents. Let me ask you a question. Here, here's let's a real go. Question. Here's a real question about about. So <laughs> there he goes. The All right, whatever. If you were given the choice, are you? Uh, that's, uh, that's kind of funny. And I will check that whole thing out, partly for the, the, the fact that it's, it's just <clears throat> a bunch of, I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes I shouldn't watch those things. 
<clears throat> but um, there you have it. Okay. Uh, I did have a few other of these other clips. These are a little bit more on the fun side, I think. Uh, so let me... This is Tim Dillon, and he had a little thing talking about the Epstein list. So let's play it, this. NBC has the guts to come out and say, hey, just because the president was mentioned 50 times in the deposition of a victim of a human trafficker just because he might have taken said human trafficker's plane 25 times or whatever just because the human trafficker's uh, best friend, Ghislaine Maxwell, was at the president's daughter's wedding. <laughs> get some other random media coverage. Get, get a CBS. Publication does not imply knowledge of his alleged crimes or right. involvement in them. Yes. The names are right. part of a lawsuit. For, for, again. Yeah, right. <laughs> for, for, this is, by the way, this is line number one. This is line one in every news thing. Line one. We have a team going through this right now. We'll make sure to bring you updates. But here's what we do know. It's important to note that being named, as you mentioned, does not necessarily mean that someone had knowledge of or involvement in Epstein's uh, crime. Okay, Tim Dillon. Look, here's my problem with uh, those kind of things. Exactly that's the way it was with the news with a lot of the Epstein. I haven't dug into it, but um, you you don't get the same thing when, as an example, uh, where are the disclaimers when Trump is being uh, hauled into court every which way, hey, he's innocent until proven guilty. And so before we say that he, you know, raped this one girl or we he defrauded uh, banks over here or that he stole documents, let's really hold judgment until all the facts are in. <laughs> they just, they don't do that at all. So it is, it's, it's, it is hilarious to see them, um, you know, tripping over themselves in a sense to do this. Uh, JC says, I feel it feels like too many libertarians are falling into the con ink trap where they care more about clout to the point of self censorship. Um, I don't, what are you referring to with that? Are you talking about me? Um, because I haven't been uh, kicked off of Rumble, I mean, uh, Twitter, uh, I mean, uh, YouTube. <laughs> uh, I don't know. The con ink. I, maybe I don't know what you're, you're referring to. Maybe I said something there that triggered that. Uh, I don't think uh, the con ink thing is is kind of ridiculous, and so um, I, I'm not a big fan of all that stuff as well. Uh, last one I think we'll do here, is, and I haven't listened to this, so this is you are you are watching this along with me. Uh, this is a uh, Michael Mouse was on with uh, Jordan Peterson. And let's just do this at 1.25 because because I feel like it. I have not seen this. This is just a clip that the LP of Georgia put out. So I thought we'd just watch. <laughs> uh, why do they, why do they both dress like uh, clowns here? But anyway, let's. Go. This is why culture is so important, and having this kind of promulgation of ideas and morals and values. Because if you just have people who are all very. Um, uh, high time preference and just are not thinking past the next moment, yeah. you're not going to be able to build a society okay, unless okay. you get rid of that first because if you're only thinking to the next five minutes and it's kind of like uh, maybe someone who's been in prison all his life and don't have been trained not to think long term, it's going to be almost impossible to have any kind of working relationship because he'd rather have that candy bar today than two candy bars yeah, tomorrow because right. he knows right. he's not okay, going to see okay, one. Okay, so, so you, you, you brought in the, the concept of time preference, which yes. I think is absolutely appropriate. Well, yeah, because... Crucial. The, okay, wh- why, why did you come to the conclusion that that... First of all, why don't you define time preference so everybody knows exactly what you're talking about? And then I want to know why you came to the conclusion that there's a reason that you brought the time. That suit was cool in like early night. I want to say 1973, right? That that 
it's I mean, look at that. I, what the what the hell is going on? Why do we do why do we do this with our fashion? Um, okay preference discussion into this discussion. So maybe you can elaborate. I always, what that is. I always get them backwards. There's high time preference and low time preference. Point being, like we see this with kids in inner cities who they aren't sure they're going to ever see old age. The, the people they deal with are not trustworthy. So if they're offered, look, I'll give you either a candy bar today. I'm pausing this because JC's uh, explaining this to me. And I think, thank you. I forgot I even played an Ashley St. Clair <laughs> uh, clip. Uh, JC says, I mean, big libertarian podcasts who care more about getting big names in general to the point where they become nearly indistinguishable from a con Inc podcast like malice having Zionists on all the time being best friends with the McCain's <clears throat> by the way I I tried real hard to watch the Megan McCain or listen to it and one she's just not pleasant to look at Ashley St. Clair is okay I, I'm just breaking this out to you when she not side profile but when you look at her straight on she's an attractive lady uh, so I I should probably just listen to it so it's not so uh, distracting to me, but she is cringe to me in a lot of aspects because she's that con ink exactly what we are talking about. I was watching before this, the best political show, which is uh, Clint, Liberty Lockdown and Luke Rudkowski. And they were doing this thing on this couch and you have, it's they were just on IRL, I think, uh, Tim Cast. So it's Josie, it's Clint, it's Phil, and then it's Cernovich in there. And Cernovich is so fucking cringe. Uh, I mean, he's just one of the worst, you know, he's pushing the mass just like uh, Shapiro was. Uh, he's just a cuck boy. And uh, it's just, I'm like, oh, it's so annoying here. <clears throat> okay. Uh, or the way Dave and others rolled out the red carpet for Vivek, RFK and Blake Masters. Let's talk about that real quick. Um, yeah, I had a lot of problems with the RFK. And by the way, I'll give Malice credit here on the RFK thing. Because when, when RFK started to break down, uh, he started to go after him. And I actually tweeted at Malice that I said, here, here's some other things that you have. And he responded back to me and I gave him research and then he went crazy on it. And it was the stuff that, uh, was it Chavez? The RFK was big into a bunch of other things besides the environment. He's horrible. Like I said, his, his initial first takes were bad. And, and Dan McAdams, Dave, you know, especially talking about it after the fact, they're all, hey, they're disturbed. And I'm like, but you can look back in his things and see his initial reactions to a lot of his gut instincts on a lot of issues have always been horrible. He's great with vaccines, but even then he's a little bit suspect. And look, I have a lot of problems with reason, but I didn't think it was at all a problem that they and they they did come after RFK Jr. Uh, pretty heavily. Uh, Matt Welch had written an article. Um, he had referenced one from uh, Matt, uh, Moynihan that had done about 10 years ago on him as well. And so there were links in there. There's just damning stuff all over the place. Uh, then um, what's her name? Uh, she's kind of a crazy one out there in New York uh, with the, the Reason podcast as well. Uh, with her. Liz Wolf, maybe that's the one. Uh, and, and she did a, a, a break, kind of a breakdown. And, and, and by the way, I don't, people, the, the problem and reason can suck, suck it all they want. But the problem people often have is like, how dare you come after these people? I think coming after and making these people hone their positions is a good thing. So uh, when Reason came after RFK, I'm a little confused and I'm like, okay, you know, Toad would say it's it's the wrong people coming after the, the wrong people. So therefore, you just have to be against anything that Reason is saying. I'm like, uh, they're, they're shitting on RFK Jr. and he's a piece of shit. So Dave, all these doing that, it is a little bit disturbing. I think some of that is... The a crowd, this is why I don't bring anybody popular on my show, which is because 
Um, no one comes on the show because then I don't get pulled into this thing, right? Although I did have Dave on. I'm just kind of kidding. Okay, let's move on. They dress like clowns because, well, they are. Good reason. Uh, reason shield for Chris Christie recently on the grounds that he was the only anti-Trumper. Uh, yeah, I didn't even read that article because um, I was like, oh, geez. Uh, RF frozen toad is better than <laughs> That's true. And Jordan Lott said, what is the, the libertarian strategy for... Hey, hey, we're going to get into politics here. Um, I will tell you what I think their strategy should be. And I've heard Dave talk about it and others talk about it, which is purely a platform for getting eyeballs on a... a, a and Brian McWell, check out... Hey, Jordan, uh, in the case you didn't check it out, uh, check out the last episode I just did with Brian McWilliams. He does out... PR marketing for the the LP part the Libertarian Party National, and he I asked him kind of about that at the end, and his whole thing is it's about uh, one you get eyeballs you get uh, kind of the right perspective not the right as in right and left but the correct perspective on liberty and then what you do is you go into these places you know you mentioned uh, Blake Masters up here. Uh, some of these other places where you try to get deals with the Republican Party to take issues, perhaps that the LP uh, is strong on or has it. And then you coalesce with them and you basically throw You say, I will throw uh, you know, our party behind you to help you get over the hump here, this third party uh, for the votes so that you can do that. But you're going to. Uh, bend the knee in a sense to a lot of our issues. So uh, it's it's to create and to meld this um, Overton window in a sense. I think that's what it is. Uh, I mean, I am a member of the party, but um, that's okay. Let's finish off this uh, malice clown debate. Or, thing or tomorrow, if you wait one day, you'll have two candy bars. They will overwhelmingly take the one today, burn right, hand, right. because the odds that the person is going to be there tomorrow or is trustworthy are quite low. And this extrapolates in a very nefarious way, because if you're living moment to moment, you're not going to school to plan for medical school. How long do you have to go to medical school for your doctor? It's years and years. You're just thinking just getting past tomorrow right. is a function also of poverty. When someone's worried about their next meal, it's very hard to maintain that vision of what am I going to be doing when I'm 40? Right. right? So that is the concept of high. Of right. Okay. Okay. And so the so problem is really crucial. Right. Well, okay. So the, the and this is also why having a stable society is important and why governments are often a problem. Take inflation. If I don't know how much a dollar is going to be worth 10 years from now, how am I going to make a contract with you? That yeah, you're well, right. Well, you're also punished then for right. foregoing gratification, right? That's one right. of the terrible things about inflation is that you actually punish the people who are the conscientious people upon whose labor society would be profitable. Imagine you tell me that, okay, uh, in a year from now, you're going to deliver 10 uh, yards of silk. But the definition of a yard today is 36 inches, but tomorrow it might be three inches. It's just like, I, I, or, or 50 inches. Yeah. I can't make any kind of plan yeah. if the definition of a yard changes. Okay. Okay. So if the definition of what a dollar changes year to year and it loses its value, you can't make long-term planning because if you say I'm going to give you a million dollars 10 years from now. Notice which one of those uh, units of measure or units of money uh, has government control behind them. Units of measure is just units of measure. I mean, you have you know English and metric uh, two different ones that are used. And the more predominant one is the one that gets used more and the government can't, well, they, they do try to, you know, per, but it's like language. So anyway, does that make sense? I don't know what that means. Right. It could be, means it could be absolutely worthless. Right, 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 right. Okay. So now. Okay. So that was, that was an interesting little part there. And the, uh, let's go back here to what Jordan is, is saying. He's like, okay, I kind of understand. Look, and I'm not the, the spokesperson on this, uh, kind of a, like a coalition, a Republican libertarian coalition. Right. Cause you're not going to, in, in, in local elections, you can get elected. And, uh, our, our friend Forrest mommy on here, she ran for, uh, you know, the government, I mean, a 
a lower end um, local uh, position in Colorado, and she didn't get it, but she she made some progress, and that's that's what I think is the the one goal there, local, getting elected there. Uh, but then in the bigger ones, you try because you're not going to get you're not going to swing the elections. I mean, you're not going to get elected necessarily, especially if you think of the presidential election. You're not going to get a libertarian. We're not going to get our Malay. We have to have such a bad <laughs> if we had government uh, in corruption and well, we probably do inflation and such to the extent that it is in Argentina, perhaps then you do. But you're not going to get that this next election. So the best you can do is to try to influence. And if you have a party, a libertarian party, that can come in to, you know, just ha- kind of happened in Georgia. It happened with the Blake Masters where uh, the libertarian parties kind of endorsed different sides of that or they can swing that. Now, Georgia was a little bit different because uh, I think that was with Chase Oliver there and he made it do a runoff, but if he could have said, I will pull out, and if you, the Republican Party, or the Democrat, and by the way, him pulling out is a, is a joke, um, then, then, he's gay, okay, that's, uh, it, then it would be that um, you could you can maybe get them the the Republicans or the Democrats whichever one you're going to kind of say I'm going to throw all my votes behind and endorse you like the Chase Oliver was a runoff and he could have like swung the election instead of like kind of being the and it's fine to be a, a spoiler as well but then what you do is you end up having some power then they have to acknowledge your fan base your your voting block and your issues and they have to somehow you have to kind of you know be that and that i think is the only position really that the libertarians can can run in and it's not that spoilers but uh try to do it where you like i said you're bending the uh overton window a bit i hope that makes sense i'm not the best at this because that's not that's not my thing and so there should be someone out there uh, maybe i should be better at this i don't know <clears throat> you know what i think it's a it's a dead man's party though the libertarian party is a dead man's party maybe maybe it is okay so uh i promise you folks this was a rough week a lot of things going on i didn't i i'm doing a side thing i have this i've been working out more i've been riding my bike more and and i'm doing a thing where i've been i went back to 1986 and i've watched every stage of the tour de france and i'm up to 2010 I'm doing that because I have to do this other podcast, a cycling thing there, and I just like to know history. So uh, I've been doing that. I've been taking up my time, but I will get back into the podcast stuff here. Check out our um, the, the Tower Gang at the end of the show. I do a little segment there. So uh, if you have any suggestions, though, people, if you have suggestions of clips you want to play, uh, shows you want me to review, uh, DM me or send them to tag me on Twitter or get, get them out here and maybe in the chat. And we will definitely do that. Until next week. See ya. Okay, I'm leaving now, my guys. But she's back. And now. Chick-fil-A is completely overrated. It's not that good. I prefer Zaxby's. I prefer Popeye's. Takes a tough man to make a tender forecast, Nick. And I guess that's me. <laughs> Keep fucking that chicken. For, should I vote for Dick Cheney on the Libertarian Party? Do yes. I have an obligation to vote for Dick Cheney? I would say so. Yes. Well, did it work for those people? <laughs> no. It never does. I mean, these people somehow delude themselves into thinking it might, but but it might work for us. That one dude was like, not a podcast. I can't find it anywhere. And they don't have video. Oh, yeah. Peter Janky. Yeah. He's... Yeah, I blocked him. I'll do it. If he unblocks me, I'll... I'll... <laughs> He'll buy your shirt if you unblock him, Bert. He's a wigger.
Yeah, nothing cooler than so a 49 year old. Like, yeah, I just started I live streaming. Cut me some slack. I'm fucking. I'm pretty high tech for a boomer. Uh, but, anyways, I, 